calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, and welcome to the Drabblecast, Episode 8. The Drabblecast is a weekly podcast dedicated to bringing strange stories by strange authors to strange listeners such as yourself. I'm your host, Norm Sherman. I wanted to start off today's story by taking a poll. Recently, several friends of mine have been engaged in a heated, ongoing debate. The situation is this. A death match between four super animals, animals with combined lethal skills and attributes. The combat zone is a flat grassland with several areas of tree cover and foliage, measuring about 100 yards and uh, walled around with dense, impenetrable rock. The contestants are the Telephant, a standard-sized elephant with steel tusks and the ability to teleport anywhere in the arena instantaneously. He is, uh, he has to be able to breathe, though, so he can't just keep teleporting nonstop. Uh, He has to rest and take breaths and things like that. Also, we have a death mole, an eight-foot mole with razor-sharp diamond digging claws, which he can use as weapons or to tunnel in the earth in, uh, I guess, a matter of seconds. And if that's not enough for you, he has large bat wings and can fly. In the other corner, we have a hippo, the size of a station wagon, with skin as tough as semi-trick tires. The hippopotapane has two-inch steel blades covering most of his skin. He does have a soft underbelly, but uh, he can roll himself up into a ball and fire himself at enemies at something like 30 miles an hour. And finally, we have the Crab Louie, a crab that is three feet tall and five feet wide, who has an industrial chainsaw arm and can fire explosive spores from his back. The explosions are not huge, but they can stun any of the super animals for, we'll just say, 10 seconds or so. Enough to do some pretty badass damage with that chainsaw arm, to say the least. Problem is, he can only fire one of those little explosions every 10 seconds or so. So, there you have it. Email me at goatkeeper at hotmail.com with any questions you have and who you think will win and why. 
I'll announce the winner in a few weeks, and he will go on to the next round of Super Animal Deathmatch competition. That's right. And that leads us into today's story. I think I'm getting better and better at segues. Today's story is a touching tale with a very powerful message. It's called Epiphany by Adam Carvin. So, without further ado, Epiphany by Adam Carvin. I got up at 5.30 to go to work this morning, a little later than usual. I figured I could just skip the shower. Great thing about online education is that your students can't smell you through the video conferencing. I had to scramble through a quick shave, though, and my Mach 3 has been going dull for a while. So, given the rush, the dull razor, and particular lack of motor skills one can only achieve at 5.30 a.m., my face ended up looking like Christy Yamaguchi had just landed a perfect triple lutz on my jaw and cheeks. I jumped in the car and headed for work, only to remember ten minutes down the road that I was scheduled to work at the sandwich shop for six hours immediately after my eight-hour tutoring shift. So I needed to turn around and get my uniform. I would have been on time if I hadn't made the 20-minute detour home, but more importantly, I would have had enough gas to make it there. Murphy's Law, I guess. Sure enough, my car sputtered out about a mile from the gas station, and I had to hike it the rest of the way, just as a case of explosive diarrhea kicked in. I'll fast forward this crude part of the story. But, needless to say, coarse leaves led to some itching that made the rest of the walk particularly uncomfortable. I purchased an overpriced gas can from an angry Indian man and spilled unleaded all over my shoes as I filled the can. The fumes gave me a headache, and my gasoline-soaked hands began to burn fiercely as I began the journey back to my car. About halfway back, my stomach started going crazy again meaning another bush stop was in order. This one was more painful than sin. It was an emergency, though, so I didn't make it very far off the side of the road and couldn't search for adequate cover from traffic. Nature was moving in me as it never had before, and necessity demanded I heed her call. I felt like the ancient Japanese art of seppuku disembowelment was being performed on me as I squatted behind that shrub. A dull kazuka blade shoved in my side, slowly dragged from left to right across my gut, followed by a crosswise slice and finally jerking the blade upwards. I was short of breath after the experience and truly felt my organs had just been removed, if not through my stomach, then by some alternative route. The feeling of not having bowels was welcomed at that point, though. My bowels had not been too kind to me all morning, and I was glad to be rid of them. Exhausted, I arose, fumbling with my belt buckle just as a kind Waffle House lady in a minivan pulled over to assist me, catching me in that incredibly embarrassing state. I had to politely decline her offer for a ride. You can only imagine the mixture of smells surrounding a person who's just done an inadequate job of leaf blotting while simultaneously emitting pungent gas fumes. Even a Waffle House employee would have a hard time with that odor. My head was throbbing badly now, but all the hiking uphill finally brought me back to my car, which was now just on the other side of the highway. 
At this point, I considered throwing myself into one of the oncoming semi-trucks to end it all. But a small voice in the back of my head told me this would all be funny later on, and promised me it would at least make a good story. I darted across the median and waited for a break in the next line of traffic. I sensed an awkward texture underneath my right foot, and to my complete and utter lack of surprise, discovered I was standing in a pile of entrails from some nearby roadkill. It was staggering. The culmination of events that had shaped this phenomena of a Tuesday morning on April 20th, 2004, left me absolutely speechless. I lifted my foot, eyeing the visceral pudding that traced the slick line of intestines several feet to the casing of its previous owner. There the opossum lay, twisted on its back, clawed arms curled in agony, its sharp-toothed maw gaping in horror. I paused for a moment, as an intense moment of epiphany suddenly liberated me. I realized that all of life is a matter of perspective. As I looked into the cold death stare of the unfortunate creature, the voice of divine revelation spoke to me again. Things could be worse. Well, that was our story. I hope you enjoyed it. I think generally I'm looking for short fiction for this podcast, and knowing Adam, I'm pretty sure this actually did happen to him. It was still too great to pass up, though. Please don't be shy. Send in your stories of 2,000 words or less to goatkeeper at hotmail.com and get your creative ideas out to the world. Tell a friend about the Drabblecast or send them a link. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash web dot mac dot com forward slash norm sherman and have them subscribe so they don't have to remember that crap also check out normsherman.com for some pretty sweet tunes that's all for this week tune in next week for episode nine until then i'm your host norm sherman reminding you that things could be worse Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand-friendly, but don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.